Hello and welcome to the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast with me, Clive Barber, and my good mate, Noel Tom. For the days when you can't ride your bike, there's always the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast. Uh, I've been cutting wood, I've been ser- serious cutting, no G. What's the G? <laughs> that means something to so many people and means absolutely nothing to most people. It's, it's a Steve Wright reference, isn't oh, okay. it? Okay, well, come on. Yeah, I don't fucking listen to Radio 2. I'm not as old as you. I know, and that's why he's going, because he's lost his appeal, hasn't he? Is he? He's too old. They fired him, yeah. I liked it when he had Elvis on. Yeah, that's... that was a long time ago. That's when I last listened yeah. to it. I thought that was good. So Elvis would that some people would ask questions and Elvis would answer them. Yes, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, we should I've... do that. <laughs> well, ask me a question. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of getting a dog. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think you should. Get, I can't do an Elvis accent. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think you should get a dog. <laughs> Where's, where was he from? Memphis. So I just wanted to record. Um, we got we haven't got any guests this week, partially deliberately, because there was a couple of things that I wanted to cover. First of all, I just wanted to talk about the Lightweight Adventurous Festival. A, because they're our mates, and B, I thought it was ace. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about a bit more in a bit more detail was the the Tam Podcast Awards. 2023 the the award itself is coming along nicely isn't it well yeah so good old adam our new tampa best mate is actually um been making some this isn't adam future map of the past comedy hero is it no everybody's called adam everybody that listens to the the podcast is called adam it would seem so this is adam g maybe he's the g no g we've put the g back (laughs) into the g so he's uh obviously a bit of a engineering oh, genius he's got a laser he's got a laser <laughs> so um he's been i sent him the logo and he's been making various 3d models and things like that it looks amazing yeah incredible yeah but obviously far too complicated if he's gonna have to make i actually counted the number of potential awards and there's 31 categories at the moment hence we can't really have him welding endless sculptures to mount the award on no that would be ridiculous no. Maybe we'll just give certificates to people. <laughs> I can't do that. You could have something. You could have a trophy. Solid. You? Yeah, you could have something so. for the loo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I left at the uh, adventure festival a bit early due to family serious family commitments. Nobody died, listeners. <laughs> How was Ben on Saturday night? Uh, he lost his voice as usual. No, he was brilliant. Obviously, we've had him on the podcast, and a lot of his stories he tells. Uh, more than one well, and with vigor and with vigor brilliantly and hilariously but he told loads of new stuff and he he didn't seem to have a plan or anything written down he's just remembering no, you're things kidding. and telling me <laughs> and also yeah. with ben there's about eight new stories just on the way to the event that he's actually at. <laughs> bearing in mind he actually got he was uh he was had his arm in a sling and he wasn't on his motorbikes. He'd been knocked off his bike a few weeks ago. And apparently the lady that knocked him off, basically it wasn't his fault at all. Somebody pulled out on him. Did he actually lose his voice? 
to the point where it couldn't continue. No, no, that was later on, I think, in the in, in the event. You know, like, am I remembering it correctly? Because I'd had a few beers as well, but I seem to remember him. Maybe I'm getting confused with the ABR because he lost his voice at the ABR and he could only whisper. That's quite drunk when you start to get your festivals mixed up. Blend into one, don't they? I'm <laughs> joking. So maybe I'm wrong. But no, he was br- absolutely brilliant. He's He was... The highlight, I think, of the festival for me, as always. So it was a success, wasn't it? A big success. I think it was a big success. I think it was incredibly friendly. I mean, we've got the advantage of a few more people might know us. I just felt like I'd I'd probably talk to everybody because you've all got that common interest of bikes, dirt bikes specifically. You can go up and just talk to anybody and start having a conversation. Yeah, and the fact that it was narrowed down to an even narrow a niche of motorcycling that that helped as well didn't it mark and jamie said you know we are a, a niche yeah. <laughs> within a niche within a niche aren't we really i think it was ewan that once said in motorcycling there's worlds within worlds within worlds within worlds oh those dickheads with big bikes aren't going away are they still <laughs> chirping on social media about their victory uh, yeah I think we kind of let them win because we didn't really expose them. We can argue against them now when they're not here to defend themselves. But it struck me afterwards that a lot of their argument was they look cool. When you turn up at the pier and there's mods there, you look the cooler. Yeah. They they had obviously forgotten about the tiny penis thing once they were saying that sort of thing. The excellent hosts that we are, we just let them hang themselves with their own their ridiculous own petards. We did a bit. Anybody that's thinking of getting a big bike and going trail riding... Just don't do it. You're looking at me when you say that. You can tell people you're looking at GSs, second-hand GSs, but you're not going to go trail riding on it, are you? No, I'm not, no. These are for the next big trip. It's a touring bike for touring on. Yeah, maybe the odd Scandinavian forest road. Yeah, and it's absolutely fine for that. So what did you think of the festival? Because you're not a natural festival-goer, are you? And I'm being polite here. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. It was really weird. The thing I found odd was that you know, we hadn't really prepared for it at all. That was probably very obvious on the night. No, you had. No, You hadn't. I'd done some. But what was really weird was that when Mark and Jamie were in that little covered marquee bit and were, and I knew that we were going to be on in a few minutes, I wasn't in the slightest bit nervous. And I think that goes back to what we were saying before. It's just because you just knew everybody was there was your new best friend, really. So there was nothing to be nervous about because everyone was in it together, really, weren't they? But it did strike me that I thought, I'm not nervous about this at all, because this is everyone, we're all in this together. I think I, I was a little bit, but that's probably just down to lack of preparation, because basically the way we do a podcast, certainly when it's just you and I talking like this, we can have pauses, we can say things, and it all just gets edited out, and it so that the final result makes it just sound like you're just having a flowing conversation, whereas the reality is that isn't always the way it works. So there was an element of more pressure there, and not being well prepared enough. It didn't feel like a natural... I've not dared look or listen to the recording yet. Really? Why? Because I just know, A, it's going to be a nightmare to edit and also to get rid of all the background noises. And B, it didn't feel particularly great on the night. I thought it sounded... I thought it might be okay and that it wouldn't need much of an edit. Oh, it's going to need a massive amount of editing, I think. Mark and Jamie are just calling. Hang on a sec. They never call me. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? We're actually recording a podcast as oh, we speak. We've lost Mark. Oh, I can, oh, I can yeah. still see him. Anyway, mate, I don't know if now's a good time to talk because you're on a podcast. Yeah, well, let's, let's, I, we'll, I'll give you a bell back in about an hour. 
I, no, I did enjoy it. it was very, oh, this is a silly thing to say, but it was very hot, wasn't it? It was very hot, wasn't it? It was the end of kind it of reminded the end me of, of Lawrence of Arabia spot. when he's crossing the desert and he just looks up and sees that blazing sun beating down on him and he can't get out of it. That said, it's better that it was like that than raining. If it was raining, I think it would have been a whole different level of miserable, to be fair. I think they were lucky with the weather. It was basically a field with a couple of marquees in, which was fine because it was 150 people. I think if the weather was bad, then it wouldn't have been anywhere near as much. It was nice to see Julian again and the two Michaels. Well, that was the lovely thing, because we met a load of people at ABR, and they were there as well. And I think what was re- one of the highlights of the weekend for me was that I asked the question on Facebook in the TAM podcast page, who was going? And a bunch of people said, oh, yeah, we're, I'm going, I'm going. There was a few people coming on their own. So I said to them, well, just come out and ride with us on, on Saturday. So it was a bit, of a, a bit of a gang of us, wasn't there, which was really nice. Olimoto's Young Apprentice. Yes, Rory. <laughs> I was trying to think of a clever name for an apprentice of Olimoto. Hopefully he'll, he'll turn away from the dark side and get a sensible motorcycle there. There was a little bit of carnage on the trail, wasn't there? That was We missed that because we were kind of, I think we were towards the front of the packs, weren't we? We were, I think we were out the door relatively yeah. early, weren't we? But yeah, I think the, so there was the first hill that people had to ride up. It wasn't that difficult, really, was it? Well, that's a funny one, isn't it? Because obviously it was a little bit difficult. And to some people that would be quite tricky. So it was kind of a boulder strewn hill. I think this is what we don't appreciate. And I think this kind of came out in the big bike argument is that the trails across the UK are so, so different. And if you are in the south of England, you can get by with riding a big bike a lot of the time. And the trails are probably way, way easier than they are, certainly in the Lake District and possibly even in the Peak District, because the Peak District was a little bit tricky in, in a lot of places, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, there was no big rock step-ups. It was kind of bouldery, wasn't it, which can make you feel a little bit like you're going to fall off. But you could spend a lifetime in the south of England and, and never come across. Never do anything like that. I'm assuming. Fair comment. I still think it would be great to get Jason and Ollie up to the Lake District and make them eat their words. Take them up Gatesgarth. Breast high, do all in one. Well, they wouldn't get up one of them. They'd they'd probably die. They'd perish. But as long as we filmed it. The lineup was quite good of people talking and doing things. I thought they were yeah. all quite good. The talks. It was just a lot, it was of, just fun, a lot of fun, wasn't it? I wish I had ridden round the outside, and you know what I mean. That was the only my. If I was to criticise it at all, is that it was too spread out. I think you're right because the field was quite big, so everybody camped as you naturally do on the perimeter of the field so there was that relatively small number of people there there was that big sort of gap in the middle wasn't there so so it would have been quite nice almost to be forced into a into a closer proximity perhaps although possibly not with my snoring i think the only other thing for me was the i mean i they did tell everybody that there was no drinking water available other than bottled water so i basically took like four liters of my own because i had a container I could strap to my bike. So that it, it really wasn't a problem, but I think possibly if they're going to have bigger numbers of people there, they're going to have to get some. It wasn't an issue, was it? Because they did cover it with, with water bottles. It was funny in that briefing at the beginning when they did talk about the water and then, any questions? And somebody legitimately said, what about water? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think they did a, a fantastic job. It was just a really nice, friendly, easygoing, fun festival. The riding in the Peak District is great. The people that they had performing were great i think their costs were just about covered the last time i spoke to jamie he said i think they were like 40 quid down but with t-shirt sales and things like that 
they probably ended up a few quid up. So that's nice. It, I mean, it wasn't a, an expensive thing to go to anyway. The beer was great. So the guy running the bar, yeah, you're not interested in this, but basically has his own microbrewery. It was tasty. How, what, how do you quantify good? Tasty, or you, or it was so good you didn't know you didn't know which festival you were at after you'd had three of them. <laughs> no, it just tasted very nice. It was like very very much in the modern modern idiom of hazy IPA type beers and things like that. And he also had lager and cider. It was very good. The food was great, even though one of their stall holders let them down. I would say the better one stayed, the far better one stayed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they were really, I think it was a family doing it, and they were really nice, friendly people, weren't they? Almost like they were yeah. joining in. It was great. So I'm looking forward to next year now. I was, I was just going to say, it was interesting, you know, you turn up at these festivals and everything's there, it's all set up. So it's quite good seeing Mark's little film of it. I presume it was Mark that put it together, that just shows you them setting it up and you realise, well, oh, there is actually quite a bit of work goes into setting the stall out kind of thing and making it all work. There's a lot of things to juggle and make happen at the same time in the same place. And there's also a fair amount of, of risk and underwriting involved because they've got to fund everything, not quite knowing whether they're going to get their money They back. have to get fire extinguishers. Yeah, there's all those kinds of things that you wouldn't even think about that you have to do. I think most people that went are really looking forward to next year. Absolutely. And I think they said themselves that they don't want to make it too big, which I think is the right thing to do because it, it, if it stays a small, friendly festival, then I think it'll be awesome yeah people will look forward to but it. even into the hundreds you get up to four or five hundred it still feels pretty small won't it i think you could easily get 500 people in that field and it's still plenty of room left over what happened on sunday then did you all ride out to a cafe somewhere what what happened i just basically nursed my hangover oh that's the other thing the guy at the bar it got to 12 o'clock when he had to close the bar and he basically had some obviously had some beer left in a barrel that he couldn't do much with and he just went right the seven pints over here if anybody wants them no at 12 o'clock you still hadn't had enough no i can i can, no i like i like beer i didn't no. drink another seven <laughs> you know i had one of the seven so I, yeah i basically nursed my hangover a bit on sunday kind of packed away and then just hung around for a bit had some breakfast and then took a leisurely ride home did you hear about my lovely moment as i was coming back and i was riding through stockport just this horrible cotton of road that eats its way through them through Stockport to get to the motorway. And there was a petrol station. And it was that time of night, it was sort of Saturday night, so there's not a lot of people about, everyone's back at home. And I pulled into this petrol station just to get a Red Bull, like you taught me when you get tired. And as I was paying for it, this young lad was looking out the window at my bike and he just said, I like your bike. And then he said, have you got, he said, are you a traveler? And I, went, and I sort of laughed because I went, uh, no. And then I thought, well, all right, for the purposes of this, purposes of this conversation i may as well say yes so i went well yeah okay yeah yeah i am yeah i suppose yeah and then he said have you got a youtube channel and again i thought no no and then i thought well and then i thought well well thought, well yeah well actually yeah i suppose i have sort of and he he just straight away just slid his phone under the counter and said just, just put it in and i just put in my noel tom 2003 thing and the first thing that came up strangely with putting my name in was greg's spain film so I just pressed play, slid it back under the thing, gave him a wave and walked out. So I was outside <laughs> drinking my Red Bull and he's like frantically banging on the window, giving me this massive thumbs up, <laughs> <laughs> watching the watching the Spain film. I thought, oh, oh, that's that's oh, God, it was great. Yeah. Why can't I put that bit in? That's nice. Because it sounds like I'm being a bit beheaded about it. Because No, it didn't, that didn't come up. No, that was like a nice, 
nice moment. Yeah, it was really funny, yeah. Oh, see how it listens back anyway. I just, but I just thought that would be so strange for him that this bike has just pulled in and now he's kind of seeing our life and our trips just through asking that simple question. Seeing a very small element of our Seeing life. Greg's version of that trip, yeah. Very different <laughs> reality. The other thing I wanted to talk about were the Trail and Adventure Motorbike podcast awards for 2023 you've got a long list of awards there haven't you so i've got a list of 31 different awards hold it up against your arm yes it is as long as your arm goes from there down to there yeah all right no all right your forearm uh but there's 31 different awards that cover everything that we care about that we buy and we use from bikes stuff that you wear including helmets and boots Media, I've got as a category for YouTubers and adventure film magazines, maybe websites. What will you do? Will you set up like a poll, a weird polling thing? Shall I finish people... my list first? Please do. Thank you. Luggage, panniers, backpacks, accessories, camping gear. It's important to us, isn't it? Because we go camping. And then things like maybe our friend Alex suggested something like, um, you know, riding schools or places you can go. You know, if you go to Spain, you can just fly in and hire a bike and things like that. I was say, does tent have its own category? It does. Yeah, uh, good. That'd be interesting. I've called them adventure tents, not just a tent. <laughs> it's an ADV tent. Yeah. That's ideal for the very purpose. Porch. Yeah. Porch. Yeah. Somewhere to put your wet gear. I'll get our mate Will, who's very clever on that, on computers. We can set up something in Google Forms. So the idea is we'll have all of the categories listed and it'll be an open text box. So if people, if people can say, look, I really like my helmet, I'm going to put my Kberg helmet in there as a nomination. So you can make as many or as few nominations as you like within those 31 categories. Um, what I'm hoping is, is that people will go, well, I've got, you know, I've got this... AGV helmet, it's all right, but it's the one I've got. Don't put that in. We only want to know about the things you really care about that you think really work well for you. So for me, it would be my amazing Knox Orsa Orso gloves that are just fantastic. That would be one category. I really like my Kberg Tour Max helmet, so that would be two categories I'd definitely vote in. And obviously we've got our favourite Moto YouTubers, and I think everybody knows who that is. I'd put <laughs> that person in. Yeah. So I would encourage people, We'll once we get the form Thomas, up, Thomas Hansen. <laughs> so we, we can get people to vote on it. And then once we've got between 500, I don't know, I don't know what the numbers will be, it would depend on how many people respond, but I, I would hope that we'd get at least 500 people responding, maybe as many as 1,000 based on our listenership. Once we've got that, we can then narrow it down into the categories. So there'll be five finalists in each category, and then people get to vote on which is the best one out of those finalists. So it's all a public vote. There's no... Then, is it going to be like a Grosvenor House in London, or have you thought of a venue? I have, but we're still in talks right. with with the organisation <laughs> and the people uh, as to where we're going to present the awards. Right, but it's black tie, essentially. Black tyres. I think that's as close black as we tires. can get. Yeah. <laughs> It, whatever it will be, it will very, be very un, informal. When? When is this happening? I'd like to set it all up, the forms, by before the end of this year. So the awards were going to be in July next year. So I'd like to give you know people two or three months to get their votes in, and then they can vote in the finals as well. So there's probably going to be a four- or five-month period. Just twigged as to how this might 
some moons might align on this excellent idea. Do you think people see through the cynicism of these awards that they're just a vehicle for us getting more listeners onto the podcast? Well, you say that, but I think, like with the tent thing, there's a lot of questions in there that people were answering about which is the best. They're all recommendations ultimately out there about which is the best one. Absolutely. We get a lot of that, but also you see it on things like the tech. People are constantly asking, we're not going to do tyres, we're not going to do oil, but everything else is, you know, what do you recommend? And I think if we can provide some completely impartial, voted for by the using public rather than paid for by the bloody man i'm probably talking out of turn here you are leaving tires and oil out oh fuck that i mean because <laughs> it's different for every bike isn't yeah, it really different yeah. tires so different bike there's some other awards i'm thinking of like i don't know a lifetime contribution for somebody that in in our neck of the woods that's been doing an awful lot of stuff for our niche and then maybe yeah. personality of the year as well i can think of a few yeah, recipients of that yeah so let's do it Anywho, right. Oh, so sorry. What day are you going again? It's a Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. Well, if I don't speak to you between now and then, have a lovely yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. We sort of. I don't know. We just. I keep thinking, what was it? Because we're sort of replicating an Andy Hill trip in a way. You know, trying to. Mm. But a lot get, slower. A lot slower. <laughs> yeah. What bike and are you going to go on? I'm taking my NC automatic. Well, that's a big, a big disparity, isn't it, in performance between the two? Yeah, that little thing. Yeah, but that little bike, it does go incredibly quick with her on it. You know, she weighs fifty kilograms. Right. Yeah, she weighs fifty kilograms. Mm. The bike only weighs one hundred and five kilograms or something, but it it really does fly with her on it. That's about as much as me. Yeah. Not with a bike, <laughs> yeah. just me. She does ride pretty quick. And actually, and you have this weird thing which you won't have experienced, but when you ride with your spouse, you kind of don't want them to ride quick. It's terrifying when they do start riding quick. She's brilliant on a bike. She's as obsessed with road positioning as the rest of us. So there's never a point where you, in fact, most people I ride with don't ride as well as her, I would say. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash tam podcast or we're also on buy me a coffee there's a link to buy me a coffee on our facebook page splendid love you bye love you bye see ya (laughs) thanks for listening We really appreciate your support. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you really appreciate what we do, you could consider supporting us on Patreon or buy us a coffee. Links are available on our website, which is tampodcast.com, tampodcast.com, where we also have a limited selection of branded stuff. But either way, please keep listening and spreading the word. See you next time.